Hello and welcome to We're Listening, the podcast all about Frasier. I'm Will. I'm Kay. And this week we're looking at Season 3, Episode 23, The Focus Group, in which Frasier's inability to take criticism has a destructive end. It's Kay, rolling right off that little opening there, how do you deal with criticism? Are you someone who takes criticism well? Are you thick-skinned? Has that changed over the years? Um, <laughs> I would say that it's probably something I've gotten better at over the years, but I'm mm-hmm. quite obsessive over criticism. Mm-hmm. I'm a bit yeah. like Fraser in many ways. So um, if someone went to if someone turned around to me and went, yeah, this was great, really liked it. I've just made a couple of tweaks here because I didn't quite like the style, but really good, like it. I would go away from that and be like, they hate my style. They did not <laughs> like my style. I'm trying oh, to no. st- change my style. Um, so I'm, I'm generally quite an obsessive individual in terms of that. So I, But I'd say I use it in a productive way. I don't. I, I might allow myself to mope for a day or so. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I'll just sort of crack on and try and improve it. Um, I, I wouldn't become as obsessive as Frasier and stalk someone and track them down. And burn down and, their livelihood. And yeah, destroy their livelihood. Yeah. <laughs> now that's slightly too far for me. It's nice to hear that you wouldn't do that. It's always reassuring. <laughs> um, I think I'm similar to you. I think I used to be a lot worse and I used to be a lot more thin-skinned these days. I'm pretty like, you know, happy-go-lucky. Let's just, just, just roll with the punches. I mean, the nature of what I do is I'm constantly sending work off to be, you know, edited and fed back to me and stuff. So you kind of have to have a... A thick skin um in any kind of academic sense i guess um when you send stuff off to like journals to be published they get peer blind peer reviewed by um two established academics and you never know who they are the running gag is and i don't know why this is but it's always the case the second reviewer reviewer two is always extremely harsh compared to reviewer one um and they can just because it's anonymous they can say whatever they want and sometimes they get really abusive in them and it's just like how is this allowed like honestly, sometimes it's like full-on <laughs> like vitriol um and you just think right. what's going on how how is this system allowing this yeah. um but i mean i've you know and I, i've had that process once and the feedback was 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 robust but was deserved like i was completely on i was like yeah you're right this this wasn't really a great thing for me to send and then i had you know some positive stuff back and a different one so it's just like you know Swings and roundabouts, you just got to deal with oh, it. That's but intense. Sweet. It's like when we talked about the review for iTunes that we got for this. Yes. Um, How did you take that? Did that bother you? More direct talk relevancy. It, di- <laughs> it, it didn't really bother me because it makes literally no grammatical sense. So I had no idea what they were talking about. Um, but I mean, one bad review amongst about 50 really lovely ones from lovely people, it's not going to bother me in the slightest. Um, yes. I mean, that one didn't bother me at all. I found it kind of amusing. What mm. I'd say what bothered me more was there was a couple on the Reddit page, which seems somewhat homophobic. That, really? Oh well, yeah. That that you remember the one I'm on about? What was that about? That was that bothered me more because I was like, well, you're gonna upset people with that. I can't even you know? remember what the comment was, but it was really strange. It, you don't have to repeat it, it if you don't yeah, want I, it. I, I, yeah, it was it was uncomfortable. I just I don't it wasn't. It was very little to do with us, to be honest. It was oh, just a bit more of a. I don't think some, someone said, "Can black people enjoy this podcast?" Was a comment as well. Um, right. I think we were just getting trolled. I've got. I've got no it idea was... what was going on. Yeah, that um, was a bit more. What, what, I don't really. 
Yeah, the yeah. majority of people who <laughs> write into our Reddits, the ones listening right now, you're all perfectly lovely and normal. So, you know, thanks for that. <laughs> please, please don't change. Um, shall we hop ourselves over to Trivia Corner this week? Yeah, yeah let's do it, man. Let's hop, let's talk, let's, let's roll. Hop, let's talk, let's, let's roll. It's like gymnastic a season. veritable <laughs> army commander over here. Okay, let me just uh, navigate and go grab them. Um, it's been a while. Uh, they'll be on Fraser Loves Ross, won't they? Well, it'll be on the episode, is it? Where, where the smoke does fired? Would it be on yes, that? it is. Here we go. Um, okay, thank God for that. Okay, question <laughs> question numero uno for Yuki from Hammy. In the focus group room, how many pencils are in the cup on the table? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if I wonder if actually thinking about how many people are in the room is actually useful here. I don't know. Okay. There's 12 people in the room because 11 out of 12 like him. Um, Bloody hell, good good knowledge there. Okay. Yeah, there's 12 in the room. I know the name of two of them. Um then obviously you've got the person who is like sort of interviewing them, so to speak, or I mean let moderator, maybe let's call him a moderator. Um so there's 13 people in the room. The question so I think the answer is 12 or 13. The question is, does the moderator need a pencil? Because really, or or did he say pen? I don't know, there's no difference to the question at all, but pencil, pencil. Pencil, okay. Does the moderator need a pencil? I would say probably doesn't need a pencil because if he's showing up to work without a pencil and that's his job, maybe needs to, you know, some Neck robust criticism yeah. is needed. <laughs> maybe. Um, I, I, so I'm going to say on that basis, the moderator doesn't have a pencil. <laughs> Everyone else does have a pencil. 12 pencils. No, it's 13. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay, okay, okay. The moderator does indeed have a pencil. I need some criticism. I think that's that's evident. You can Uh, go first. I'll be the second anonymous guy. Okay. Manu mentioned six things on top of him being a smarty pants to Frasier as the reasons he doesn't like him. What are they? Okay. Some of these kind of roll into one in his little monologue, I think. He stalked him. That is one. Did he like, he's like, you kept bothering me or you kept pestering me or. He badgered him, I'll give you that. Okay. He hurt his hand. He hurt, yeah, he crunched his hand. He burnt him with his drink. Uh,. He poured Yoo-Hoo down his dockers. Um, okay. I, th- I think that might be when he spills the drink. Yeah, okay. So that's... F- How many do I need? Six? Yeah, there's two more that you haven't got. He set fire to his... his that's five. His stand. Oh, what's the other? Um, okay, so what else is there? Uh, he... Is it something to do with sending Martin? And like, you lied to me or you sent your father to... You're close, Key. It's oh. you. He spied on him. You spied, spied on, on him. The first one, really, from the car where it all begins. Um, so apologies there, Key. You did really good there. I mean, five out of six, but he oh. da- damn good going. Um, what what episode is "Run for Your Life"'s least favorite from Frasier? I'm guessing in the context that it's this episode. Is that? Yes, it is. It's the focus group. <laughs> little, little bit of That's, an Easter egg bonus. Is that really there. your your least? Fa- I, I, I'm gonna. Okay, I'm gonna stick my my neck out here. I quite like this episode. Really, I this this episode is not thought of highly, and I know MK is also in this in this pool. Um, okay, this is the mountain, the, the the hill I'm gonna die on. That's the expression. Do is it, it, man. Do it. Um. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I know my number one episode will like 
people will like it, but it won't be an it won't be a top ten for most people. I don't think. Really? Because I I always assumed that we had the same number one episode, and I'm guessing now we don't. Really? You thought that? <laughs> okay, mate. Sorry. No, no, no. I just I, the, the <laughs> I odds of like, ev- I thought everyone had the same number one episode of Frasier. Oh, <laughs> I see what you mean. Um, no, that isn't my number one. Um, wow. But but we'll you know we'll, we'll get there we'll get there. Um, this is so cryptic because people listening will know what we're talking about even though we're not even saying the names of the episodes. Um, trivia from Run for Your Life, following on from her uh, least favorite episode question. Other than Martin's handicap sticker, what also gives it away? They are incapable of fighting back. When they're oh. in the car and they you know he's like locked the doors. Incapable of. Um... Do they say it, or is it just a visual appearance? No, I, I think I think it's commented upon, but it's also visual. It's also visual. Mm, you can see what they're commenting about. Oh, is it? Um, is is it something to do with Niles? Yes. Is it like his his braces? His like, suspenders, yeah. his braces. Yeah. yeah, absolutely spot on. Um, I'll play. Okay. <laughs> Finally, from this little batch, trivia for Niall Crane. What is the registration number of the fire truck? Holy hell. I do not know. This is hard. Um this is ridiculously hard. Is it out um, is it is it all numbers or is it alphanumerical? It's like all us? numbers and there's five digits. I mean you really got fucking any guess here, okay. And um, it is a guess. One four one three eight. Jesus Christ, you got the first two. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say I've got it. Uh one four seven six zero. Um <laughs> Jesus Christ, from well, my heart nearly <laughs> leapt out of my it's, chest. I'll tell you, right, if I um if I'd have gotten that right, I'd have I'd have I'd have record well, we'd have taken this recording to the lottery people. And I, okay, I got the numbers. Can I got the numbers. Know? Listen, print me that ticket. Um <laughs> okay, hit me with your uh hit me with yours, okay. Okay. I haven't written down the answers, so we'll see how this goes. Um, question number one. How does Niles describe Winston Churchill? Oh, God. Is this to piss Daphne off? Yes. He's like that that cigar smoking or beer swilling. I don't know. Maybe I'm barking up the wrong tree here. You're on the, um, the right tree. Oh. Uh... You're 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 close with um cigar smoking. The second word in the smoking, but the word cigar is in cigar that. munching. Oh, you're close again. Think of um a, a children's like chocolatey bar sweet. Um, but it it wasn't elite here. Cigar twixing. <laughs> uh, <gasps> twixing is up there, mate. They okay. are not elite here. <laughs> cigar. <laughs> Oh, you're gonna have to tell me, okay. Cigar chomping. Ah, the sweet was a chomp. Nice. Um, gin blossom with a face attached. Gin blossom. Yeah, wow. Churchill. That cigar chomping gin blossom with a face attached. Incredible. Uh, I mean, I'm no, I'm no diehard advocate for Churchill, so you know, <laughs> but I wouldn't, I wouldn't call him a, you know, a gin blossom. Um, okay. okay Question me. number two. Right on me. What two artists are referenced in this episode? Holy shit, this isn't good, man. I mean, I watched this episode like two weeks ago. Listeners <laughs> should know. <laughs> listeners should know it's been a while since we've recorded. Um, two artists are mentioned. Yeah. I'm assuming one is an artist. One definitely is. Um, the other, I'm assuming it's an artist, not just like a type of painting. <sighs> Matisse? No. Gauguin? 
Oh. Rembrandt. One, sound, one sounds a bit like a country. Basque, eh? Nope. Uh, thinking of Basque country. Um, which isn't a country, but yeah. Um, oh, God. What they begin with, Kay? Um, one, I mean, if I give you the initials for one, you're definitely going to get it, but... Um... Da Vinci. No, no uh, it's not a Da Vinci. Uh, <laughs> um, R, L, and JP. Oh, uh, Lichtenstein and Jackson Pollock. Lichtenstein God and Jackson Pollock. Say, man. Um, oh. Yeah, so... Um, Don't give ja- me a point there. Jackson Pollock, um, Niall's got the foie gras on it um, at the art gallery. Yes, he did. And the Lichtenstein is who... Um, Frazier had had repaired after is what Frazier had had repaired after Eddie licked it. That was it when he licked my Lichtenstein. Yeah, great line. Great line, but also one that's just been so contrived just for the like the internal rhyming. It's <laughs> yeah. like, come on. Question number three. I've got four questions this week, by the way, because I came with one halfway through. What are the other questions? Mm-hmm. Um, what show does Martin recommend to see in Vegas? Oh God! Oh, shit, man! Some kind of circus? No, no, not a circus. You wouldn't take the kids to this. Oh, it's like it's like a adult thing. It's raunchy, raunchy. Oh my God, Kay! I'm I'm bust out all three questions <laughs> here. Well, tell him not to miss the show at the Diamond Lounge. A topless history of the world. A topless history of the world. Yeah. It is completely historically accurate, with the small exception that World War Two is resolved by um, was it Eleanor Roosevelt and Eva Braun wrestling in pudding. Oh, I would watch the hell out of a topless <laughs> history of the world. Okay, um, do you want a fourth bonus question to see if you can? If you oh can God, just back? get off the mark today. Yeah, I do. Other than Manu. Um, what is the name of one of give me the name of one of the other in people in the focus group? <laughs> oh I, dear. I don't think you hear it. I think you see and I saw a name like in front of you when you make like make you fold your paper and put it in front yeah. of you. Yeah. It's a bit like that. Uh I've got Rob or Deb in my head. So um I mean I could be completely wrong because I actually only saw one of them. Um, but I didn't see a Rob or a Deb. No, I was just guessing. I fool. saw one person. Do you want? Do you want to have a guess or any other guesses? Or no, I'm never gonna get it. Um, the man was called Gary. Gary. The, the man who, when he was like, I just I don't like him, and he was like, but I like him. I like everything about it. I'm gonna start listening to this show a whole lot more. I like um, Gary. That was Gary. Yeah, good for you guys. <laughs> um, okay, right. Let's see things to a close and move swiftly on from my dreadful, dreadful. Uh... I think you did great, mate. I'm really proud of you. Um, a lot of trivia has actually been sent in this week from um, kind of like separately outside of uh, MK and Hammy. I'm not sure what they've kind of sorted or not, or whether I don't know. actually no. Oh, I think some of the some of them are actually from uh, when the smoke this fired. So I think they've um, this is a I new mean, commenter. I'm, I'm more than happy to give it a go, but I, I expect I'll get them wrong. No, don't <laughs> worry. I think I think this 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 new commenter has obviously assumed that you, on that thread. Um, they post the trivia for that episode and they've not quite worked out our kind of staggered approach. Um, don't worry, in fairness, I haven't worked out our staggered approach. No. We'll have to explain it to me every, every week. Uh, and even I don't understand it. Um, okay, MK, question one. During the uh, during that argument, which of Nas's insults does he say to Daphne twice? Oh, 
He calls the subject twice, apparently. I'm just trying to think of all the insults. So I think he says, like, oh, you you land of moo-moo-wearing people or something like that. Mm. She calls him, like, a, a pompous snob. I think he calls her a brat. Mm. They tell each other to shut up a couple of times. I'm assuming it's not shut up. No. Um, I'll tell you that one for free. Is it? Her, oh, does he call her an idiot twice? Because he calls her an idiot later on in the episode as well. It's a lot more specific than the, the examples you're giving. Oh. Mm. Um, a lot more. Struggling here, mate. Um, it's very, very weird as, as an insult. Certainly nothing you'd ever use in, in everyday conversation or insulting someone. You... Um, you gin blossom. <laughs> it's couch zombie. <laughs> Oh, okay. Because we, we're a couch would, zombie twice. We would apparently. generally say a couch potato. We would, which is just like much cuter. <laughs> yeah. A little couch potato. Oh, a little potato. No, a little potato. A couch zombie. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't want to sit next to you. Um, question two, Key. Based on what we hear and see in this episode, what do Manu and Winston Churchill have in common? Do they both like smoking? They both like cigars, yes. I've played, I've played. Um, finally, how many times combined during the course of the episode do we hear the phrase, I don't like him, and I just don't like him? <laughs> but I love Tony. Oh, Tony Shalove in this episode. Tony Shalove so absolutely kills it. I, he, he really weird. I'm, I'm going to answer the question in a sec. Well, I guess I don't know the answer. Um, he really reminds me of Hank Azaria. Yes. I could see Hank Azaria doing this role. Big time, a big um, time. Huge Hank Azaria fan. Yeah. Oh, what a guy. Um, but yeah. Okay. So he probably says it two or three times in the focus group itself. Um, I think Frazier probably says it a couple of times at the apartment. So let's say from four or five. I think. Um, has he got to be? I oh, just don't like him. Or will we including like when Martin would say to him, "Oh, you don't like him. I know you don't like him. You don't don't include that don't as include far that. as I'm concerned." Um, okay, he probably. I think he probably says it once to Martin, and I think he probably says it once or twice at the end. Maybe Fraser says it once more at some stage. I'm going to say nine as a guess. It's five. <laughs> Manu Manu says it twice at the focus group. Frazier says it once at the focus group, and then Frazier says it twice when lamenting in his apartment later on. Um, but you gave that a good stab, kid. I just I, I tell you, Frazier is a lot less neurotic than I thought he was. I, I my entire recollection of this episode when I was coming into it, all I remember was um, Roz's hearty, the throaty laugh. I remember that coming in, <laughs> <laughs> um, and. Him saying, I don't like him, and mm. Fraser repeating that quite a lot. But... Oh, there you go, man. Yeah. There you go. Uh, finally, this week, trivia from Hothouse Orchid. Ironically, an item can be seen next to the door to Manu's newsstand, which would have come in handy whilst Fraser was commandeering it. What was the item? Um, I, okay, so I wouldn't know the answer, but from the, the fact that it's ironic... Use your context. <laughs> Use your context. Use the context. Um, I'm going to guess it's something to put out a fire, such as a fire extinguisher. It's a fire extinguisher as he's spying, okay? <laughs> 
So regularly the center of the question this week, um, I'll ask you this key, um, just because I've just done so badly this week. Um, and obviously I can see it, so I can't really answer it. <laughs> During an argument, which two lines do Niles and Daphne say that, w- that were almost identical to what we also hear on the TV playing in the background? I think I know this. Really? I think on the TV, she turns it on and... I can't because I thought someone was going to ask me a question of what they said on the TV, so I wrote it down. And I can't remember the first line, and I'm not going to look at my notes, but I, I, there was a line, and then they went, "You shut up!" No, you shut up. Um, and I think, Ray, um, Niles, and Daphne also tell each other to shut up, and then say, "You shut up." I think you're absolutely spot on. Well, yes, I'm, I'm going to look at my notes now and find out what that first line was because it's really going to bug me. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, really, really great stuff. Thank you, everyone who wrote in this week. That was quite a long trivia corner, actually. We're already running at 20 minutes, um, though that might go down with some edits. Um, but yeah, thank you, everyone who wrote in, wrote your questions, as always. Much appreciated. Um, next time we hear from you, it will hopefully be the live episode. And... Uh, we will be, yeah, we'll be doing, we'll be doing trivia corner live, which is exciting. At More least I wasn't falling around with the baby scissor. There that was the line before shot. That was what I was. Yeah. Lovely, lovely, lovely. <laughs> um, shall we jump into the review key? Um, yeah, let's do it, mate. Excellent. Can you tell me what animation was, please, sweet? Is it like a, a comet or a shooting star? Yeah, I, I always wonder. Is it a shooting star or a comet? What do you initially think, comet? I would say comet. Mm. Um, I always they, thought. Well, I say, I say, like they're separate things. I think the idea is a shooting star is a comet. I, I, yeah, I think a shooting star is just like the informal way of saying it is, comet because it? it, it, it's just a something... star can't shoot. It, they're, <laughs> not, they're too far away. It's just a rock that breaks up in the atmosphere, basically. Yeah, and it's quite nice this one. Very elegant, um, very yeah. simple. Yeah. Uh, big, big fan, big fan. Well, um, interesting. Interesting. Um, <laughs> six months anniversary with Joe. We love. What is exactly. this? What? I mean, come <laughs> on. He hasn't been seen or mentioned for the best I, part of a, a half a season. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I genuinely, I put this episode on. She, I, I thought Daphne looked quite different to whatever the last time we saw her was. Mm. Um, and then she mentioned a six month anniversary. I was like, am I? Am I putting the right thing here? Like, yeah, yeah. I thought I'd skipped on a few seasons by mistake. Um, what the fuck? Because I don't remember her being in a relationship, and I, I think her hair. I think her hair is different to last time. It's been a couple of weeks since I watched Frasier, so it might be off. But maybe this episode was actually um, like filmed closer to the when they did Come Lie with Me and that. You know what I yeah. mean? Um, and because because there's nothing in this episode that marks it as a penultimate season ender. No, and you can. I honestly, I'd completely forgotten about Joe altogether at this stage. I think we all have. Um, um, you know, know, I'm rooting for the guy. I like Joe, but he, you know, where are you, mate? You where are you, know, you lad? I get that absence makes the heart grow fonder, but you actually have to appear sometimes. So I don't forget about you. That's so weird. You just said that. Someone just said that to me on a Facebook chat as well, just about completely unrelated to anything. So, <laughs> uh, really, really strange coincidence. Uh, they weren't saying it to me. Don't worry. Like, like Will, I miss you. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, not to miss the show at the Diamond Lounge. Um, yeah. I, I put top. I put here that they, they change the shows a lot in Vegas, as far as oh. I'm concerned. So he says it like it's a permanent fixture. I, I feel like there are some shows that go on quite a long time. I don't know. I always feel yeah, like, like Tom Jones' residency or something. Yeah, I feel like there's some people like a resident in. Mm. Also, um, Bathsheba. What's what's Bathsheba? Do I actually know who Bathsheba is? Um, as it is that one works. It sounds like a. I think she's like isn't she something from the Bible? Um. Yeah, there we go. Bathsheba 
was the wife of Uriah the Hittite and later of David, according to the Hebrew Bible. Um, she was she was summoned by King David, who had seen her bathing and lusted after her. She was the mother of Solomon. Um, that's who oh. Bath, Bathsheba is. Um, okay. Why why do you ask that? Is that mentioned? Yeah, that's why he says, I hope they've still got the bath, the same Bathsheba. He's in for a real treat. Wow. I mean, I, in, oh. from all the like, Renaissance images of Bathsheba, she's topless. So perhaps that <laughs> is a, which fits right in with the show. You know, it is, it is a topless history after all. Um, so, oh, yeah, just someone makes a joke about pointillism here. Um, have you got the script there? Does someone? I've got the script. Pointillism. Oh yeah, a rather emphatic point about pointillism. Now says um, he was at an yeah. art gallery opening. I'm oh, that's when he lost his uh, his canopy. He went he, that's airborne. It. There you go. Um, I'm a huge fan of pointillism. Um, oh, the most... me too. Oh, you go. Oh, honestly, um, I was going to get tickets to his next show. Really, um, for, yeah, for Mr. Like, Mr. Pointillism. Yeah, I love that Pointillism. <laughs> um, Pointillism, obviously, is the star and they use lots of tiny, tiny dots. Um, so the the most famous example, really, is have you seen Ferris Bueller? Yes. Yeah, you know, when they're at the Chicago Institute um, and they're looking at that Georges Seurat painting of like, all the people on the banks of the Seine in the summer? Yes. Um, and, like, Cam- painting. and Cameron's looking at it for about 10 minutes yeah. um, and it just keeps zooming in on his face. Uh, that is probably not the most famous point because that is made of just loads of tiny dots. That's crazy. Uh, I don't even understand how long that must have taken, but really cool. Um, really cool. Like, the, the further away you get, the more realistic I, it looks. I don't have the patience to do that. I'd start out the first like hour or so, I'd be really good. And then you'd see the dots getting bigger and bigger as I'm getting bored. Yeah, no, I can't. <laughs> and by this. the end, it's just circles. <laughs> That's exactly what I would be like. Um, Eddie licked Fraser's Lichtenstein. Um, yes, again, Lich- Lichtenstein was a pop artist, but he used a lot of dots as well. Nothing like Seraz, like tiny ones, but um. Who yeah. is it? I, I should know this. The one who did the um the soup Warhol. Warhol. Is that so similar style to that? Very similar. Like they yeah. were both around the same time. Lichtenstein's vibe was like kind of like graphic novel, kind of comic book style um mm. art and stuff. So I'm gonna I'm gonna sneeze. Hang on. Come on, don't let me down. Oh, it's gone. Um, Genuinely, one of the things that frustrates me most when I'm about to sneeze and someone speaks to me, I'm like, what the? You knew. You could see. I was looking up to the light. What? What is your problem, mate? I know. <laughs> it's such a lovely feeling, sneezing as well. I hate being robbed of that. That. Um, Fraser's is already sounding off at this point about the focus group. He's already yes. like in a mood and doesn't want to go to it, which I just think is just Fraser in a nutshell. But like, this is just, you know... These things are just part of the course if you're in the entertainment business, and he should yeah. know that because he's been in the business for a while now. Um, I this... find a few things strange. One, that this is his first focus group. Yeah, that doesn't make and sense. Two, um, it's like it's like he very much still sees himself as a psychiatrist and not in entertainment. Yeah, which he is. And, and you see the complete derision he has for the general public. The fact yeah. that Joe Sixpack, and you want to get an load of Vien- Viennese laborers in to judge Sigmund Freud. Mm. You know, I, like, I didn't like the whole edible thing, but I love the penis envy. Like, <laughs> That's uh, a just, good line. Yeah, there's it's a just, couple yeah. of really good lines. He's already just in. He's already got a bee in his bonnet, hasn't he? And I'm just a bit like, you know, come on. Um, Niles attacking Daphne's taste here. I've put what specifically is he attacking in taste wise? Uh, her taste in television. In television. Oh yeah, yeah she's, she's watching, watching like a daytime soap. Mm. Um, which I get that. Like, I think. It's weird. I know a lot of very, very intellectual people. And if you ask them what sort of books they read and what sort of TV shows they watch, 
they watch very very like reality tv and stuff because they they often tell me like oh well i think hard all day i don't want to have to think hard in the evening so yeah yeah um i just watch anything basically or read anything Casey, I was going to ask you what you think about kind of lowbrow, highbrow culture and the divide, because I mean, in the last kind of few years and stuff, I've just become really like, just hate that kind of fallacy and think you just like what you like and, you know, yeah. you know, forget what other people think. You know, Pretty much. Yeah. I think I was probably one of those people that when I was younger, I, I wouldn't watch something because I was like, oh, well, they, it, it's not seen. At, like, oh, likewise. You know what likewise. I, mean? I wouldn't watch say. I'd have never watched like Big Brother or anything like or that. Or Love Island, which I'm yeah. so into this year, I must um, say. I really got into it a few years ago when like uh, I think Jack and Danny were in it. Like yeah, Danny yeah, Dyer's yeah, daughter. Yeah, yeah. Um also called Danny Dyer. Kind of confusing. So um, confusing. Yeah, but I, I, t- I went off it just because of the fact that inevitably they pretty much all always break up within six weeks of the show ending. <laughs> I was like, or wow. commit suicide. It's got an extremely problematic I mean, um, that, that too. It's got an extremely dark, you know footprint in tv and i think it needs yeah. to be reckoned with the producers are sick um <laughs> yeah very sick in the head so um yeah but yeah i, I reality tv just watch it peeps yeah. enjoy yourself um, you know i don't know if they're making a second season of love is blind but i know i was saying it's to you last night i recommend mm. that actually it's a really interesting if i like love island i have a feeling i'm gonna like it so it's quite different um, not the one where they wear freaking weird masks, is it? And then no, I'm not watching that. That's a that bit too weird for me. Insane, man! Um, what the hell is that? I loved the fact that was like on BBC Three 15 years ago, and Netflix have just come up with a very, very similar idea. And really? Yeah, apparently there was something very similar on BBC oh, Three a while back. Me, everything just comes no, back. But, anyway. um, in Love Is Blind, basically they put you in a pod. You can't see the person you're talking to. Mm. And um, if you want to meet them, basically, you've got to propose. And then um, at the end of the season, they make the choice whether or not to get married. And I mean, actually married, like actually properly married. I think I I have a feeling I've seen bits of something like this. My brother's probably watched it. Um, that's insane. But it's it's I, honestly, genuinely, uh, it's actually got a fairly decent for, for reality TV dating shows, fairly decent success rate. Mm. So they did something right. They know what they're doing. Um, it's Daphne attacks Niles at this point. I'll just put that this kind of comes out of nowhere. Like what yeah. on a, this episode? Like Daphne's only ever been so hospitable to Niles, and like they just decide this episode. Let's just let's just throw shit into the fan. And watch it scatter across Frasier's Coco Chanel replica, you know, sofa. Yeah. She goes off on it. It's it's a really weird one, actually, because I can kind of get that Daphne's a bit... I, I kind of get they're both in slightly stressful situations, because obviously Daphne is pining over Joe because of this ridiculous six-month anniversary, which is not a thing. Um, and then... Miles, obviously, is I'm going to pay four grand because he got some duck liver on a Jackson Pollock. Mm. But it's just a bit weird. It seems a bit out of character for both of them to just fly off to handle each other. And Niles is always so like stuttering, kind of Hugh Grant sort of way towards her. You know mm. what I mean? Um, and yet now he's absolutely tearing into her, and he's he's sort of getting off on it a little bit. And it's he a is. 
bit strange, to be honest. It's in a, a big bit... way. Um, you know, Fraser comes in at this point and Daphne goes into the kitchen. He's like, you know, it was glorious, blood pounding, sarcastic zingers flying. I have, I have some special on my forehead. <laughs> <laughs> that is so grim. Um, it's like, you say you enjoyed fighting with Daphne. It's like every exhilarating moment. Um, it's, this reminds me a lot when Daphne's room is like, no, you must fight the urge. It must be fun. It must be fun. Um, it's just, yeah, I mean, are you someone who enjoys confrontation in this way? Like a bit of verbal sparring with someone if they're like getting up in your grill or are you like me where you just, you really feel a bit out of your depth and you're a bit like, I mean, you can get into it in the moment, but then afterwards I'm thinking this is a bad idea. Um, what, wait, what do you mean exactly by this? <laughs> you know, like if, if you like had a disagreement with someone on like a night out or something, you know, you yeah. had a bit to drink. Someone yeah. says something. I've been on a stag do before where someone has said something awful mm. about like, I didn't want to say what it was about. And I, everyone else was just sitting there and I was just like, I'm not going to sit here and listen to this. So I just, I just called them out and then just you know, left them. Um, and I like, you know, my blood was pumping, but ultimately it's not something I do every day. So I, I didn't feel super comfortable doing it. What, where do you sit in that position? Um, I'd probably be one of those people who sat there silently, looked in my, as as long as they, unless I, the only time I would intervene probably is if, if they made, if they said something awful and it was directed or either directly or indirectly at someone at the group or was going to upset someone in the group, I'd probably get involved yeah. then. Mm-hmm. If they just said something awful that was not likely to upset anyone in the immediate vicinity, I would probably not say anything and then go home and moan about that person and refuse to go out with them ever again. Classic. Which is, is what I've done before several times. Classic. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I like to think, had you been there on that stag do with me, Key, you'd have... Uh... You'd have, you'd have stood up with me and valiantly fought oh, the if, good if you'd have walked out, I'd have walked out with you. I'd You're a good up. man. You're a good I'm, man, you. Actually, I don't really know you guys, and I'm with him. So. I'm, I'm with him. We're oh. so, yeah. <laughs> actually sharing a room, so I'm going to have to go. Um, <laughs> He's my ride home. Sorry. <laughs> uh, we're now cut to the focus group. Um, is this standard practice that they would be behind a two-way mirror? I, I just don't think it would be. Um, although that said, my only experience of focus groups is the fact that they also did it in The Simpsons. Mm. Um, it makes a great comedy, but I just don't think this is how it would be done. Like, it, they should be able to give their opinions under the proviso that it's anonymous and that no, and no one's going to be offended. They just don't know the exactly, but it's not. So I just think, you know, I don't get this. It's interesting. I don't imagine big celebrities care enough. I feel like the producers and the people behind the scenes would care, and they would then feed back to the on-air talent. Probably mm, would be yeah. the, the easy, the logical way of doing it. Um. But I actually think Manu is completely in the right here. Everyone else saying like, oh, well, I liked everything about it. It's so perfect. He's great. And then to love him. That's not actually in any way helpful for the producers or the no. people behind the scenes. And it's like, um, you know, it, it's like in the Simpsons episode when they're on about, you know, it's, it's itchy and scratchy and poochy. That's the episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when they're going on, you've got to, you, there must be something you don't like. You must tell us, you know, what can we do to improve it? These guys aren't giving any suggestions. They're just like, yeah, I listen to our radio and I think it's a great show. Like, mm. okay, great, wonderful. It can still get better. Yeah. Tell us how. They're like, just being yes men and yes women, aren't they? Yeah, like, Gary, Gary, you need to stand up for yourself, mate. And you yeah, need to get a, get a backbone, Gary. Yeah, Gary, stop just agreeing with everyone. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I completely agree. Manu, you know, I don't like it. I mean, <laughs> what I'd have loved, right? I'd have loved this episode has been like a parody of 12 angry men where manu yeah. talks everyone round and by the end they all absolutely hate the show that would be so good <laughs> i'd man. have loved that 
I loved an episode as well. This episode just set entirely in this room and like cutting back and forth to Frasier like and him and Ross behind the mirror and like yeah. just keep panning. I just think that would have been so good because then, you know, the episode, the focus group, it's all got that. It's got the, the focus feel. is on the group. It's got a feel of like a bottle episode and very good. Okay, <laughs> thank you for that. Um, so I put here, why the hell does the guy give Frasier all the details of him? Is this when he is this when he, he asks? Yeah, this what yeah. this is again with the anonymity. He asks who that guy is. Yeah. Who is this cheeky nonconformist? Cheeky nonconformist. <laughs> <laughs> and he just gives him his name, where he freaking works yeah. or lives or whatever. Or is it married, no kids? I what think. the hell? I mean, <laughs> it's like they're at a sperm bank in some dystopian future where everyone's barcode is on file. Yeah. I was like, Honestly, what is going on here? I understand I this is necessary for the plot, but this is insane. It's it's weird. And also, I mean, we'll get to it a little bit. How does Frasier actually find said newsstand? Because there's got to be a lot of newsstands. I, imagine, I mean, kiosks right? like that are 10 a penny in American yeah. cities. So I have but no idea. I, 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 one, I love the, um, the fact that, I mean, obviously, here we get you know the great bit about oh, I love Raj. He's got, he's got such a sexy voice. That that's probably laugh. I love that. Man. And the guy in who's in the observation room with them. That is, I, I've noticed it too. Just, <laughs> that guy's that. got the horn on, man. He's ready. He's DTF. Um, I love the guy picking his nose now because Bulldog's in there, isn't he? And he's like ten books says he eats what he finds. Um, oh, is he not? Um, was he not like? Picking his teeth. Oh, is that what he was? I think he was picking his nose. Oh, I thought he was getting something out of the back of his, like his oh, teeth. Oh, that, that makes sense. It's I mean, still that, disgusting. Though. It is disgusting, it's... but it's marginally less disgusting than if he was picking his nose. Yeah, that's nose. true. That's something children do in, you know, yeah. in preschool. But, yeah, I mean, if I was Rosalind Frazier, I wouldn't be able to, I'd literally have to turn away. I wouldn't be able to watch it. Oh, no, like, man. Oh. It, it, it's like perverse. Um, Martin Thank God it wasn't Gary. I wouldn't Thank... have to look at him in the same Honestly, way. man, I reckon Gary's got a lot of ribs in those teeth. I reckon he had ribs for lunch. Um, Mar- speaking of ribs, Martin references the timber mill. Yes. Um, I think this is the only other time it's mentioned. Just really weird that he gets a throwback for literally no reason whatsoever. Um, um, yeah, but he's got a coupon there and it expires tomorrow. He does? Yeah. What What does he say what the coupon does? No, he does not. <laughs> we, do we want to hazard a guess? Maybe buy one, get, get some ribs? I don't know. I, I think that you get the fixings free. Mm. <laughs> Papa needs the fixings right now. I could really go with some fixings. I genuinely actually, this kind of upset me this time because um, I realized when he said that expires tomorrow, um, I was watching this and obviously you've got a West, um, bit of context Commonwealth Games is coming to Birmingham next year. Mm. And there is a ballot, there was a ballot, for, uh, an early ballot for people with a Birmingham based postcode. Said ballot closed yesterday and I've been meaning to, to uh, put in for it. To get tickets. Yeah, and oh, like, it closed no. four PM yesterday. And when he said, "Got a coupon from there that expires tomorrow," I was like, "Shit, got to do Damn, it. man! I'd have so, loved to. Me and you could have like hit that up, mate. Yeah. Got a couple of beers, seen a amazing. few run around I mean, off air city. There will still be ballots. It was just an early one for people with but in Birmingham, but gutted. I forgot. I've been meaning to do it all week and just it slipped my mind. I mean, so. I'm not going to get any tickets to see the villa this season, so I might as well try and get, you know. Oh, I'm going to get, I'm gonna have to get Claret membership this year. Just Me and my brother hope. were thinking about it, but I mean, with my weekends are now busy. Um, yeah, that's the thing, it's finding the time. I mentioned, you know, last week, I mentioned 
the elusive Charlotte. So I'll actually enlist the mailers, but who is Charlotte, which I knew would happen, and whoever that is, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll get to you later. I'm afraid my answer will just be extraordinarily cryptic. But um, my weekends are now, you know, kind of busy. So it's just, I can't pay 40 quid for Claret membership on the proviso that I'm only going to have chance every now and then to see a game. Yeah. Um, it's just a lot of money to just fork out for nothing. But it means I'm probably not going to see Villa at all this season, and that is naff. It's good. It's good. Um, I mean... I suppose I'd the love one a season ticket, but the know. one silver lining is if if we end up going down, you could that waiting list. Will Don't dissolve. even say that. It man. Will There's no way overnight. we're going down. There's I, no I, way we're. I'm going in a down. spiral right now. Okay, Honestly. I'm spiraling. Well, I mean, the push <laughs> for Europe may be off of that jet, but we are certainly not getting relegated. Well, if we go down, um, I at least that's the one silver lining is that I'm get, I'll be able to get a season ticket. I think because I think. The people who showed up when we got promoted. Yeah, they all will, F off. Yeah. Mate, I'm not being funny. Brendan is going to be Jack 2.0. Okay. He's I got, think he's he's got, he's got I, the potential. I know a couple of people who are Norwich fans and um, they love him. Absolutely love him. They all do. And I tell you what. Those they, passes to Watkins in that game the other day. They reacted so much better than I would have because they were really nice to me. And they were like, yeah, you'll love him. He's a fantastic player. He's a wizard. Take good care of him. And I was thinking, if if you were Man City fans and you were going to take Jack from me, I wouldn't talk to you. <laughs> That'd be the end of our friendship. We'd be done. It would indeed. So it would indeed. Um, but yeah, football fans are listening. Let us know. <laughs> Wade in about the Jack Grealish saga. I know there's a couple of people. I think there's a Scottish person who's commented about how glad they were England lost the Euros in listener mail. That's going to be tough to read out. So if you're listening what? right now, I don't know who you were or who you are um, until I see your username again. But I might have to bite my, sheath my tongue, um, <laughs> to quote Niles. Um, Niles is now trying to roll Daphne up again. I think he says something like, we wouldn't want that, would we? I can't remember what he says that in yeah. reference to. I, I think when he comes in, um, mm. Martin says she's still a little upset about the whole Joe thing, so watch it. Otherwise, she could fire the Joe. <laughs> yeah. Um, and refers to, I think, as his little British bobcat or something like that. Yeah, it's a strange one. WTF <laughs> for that? Or is, one. What is it? Um, oh, I do love the line as well. Many chips make with chunky hips. <laughs> so good. <laughs> the way he just chunky hips. Uh, Martin saying you can't please everybody. So right, and this is just yeah. like this is age old wisdom that yeah. never goes out of fashion. Martin is so right because if you please someone, that act will annoy someone else. Yeah. They will not like it. So you cannot... 11 out of 12 is a fantastic approval rating. Okay? Oh, my God, it is. I mean... That I, is essentially I, what we're running on on this podcast. Off, off, off the top of my head, I can only think of Jesus, who had a higher approval rating. <laughs> yeah, 12 out of 12. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I love that game. But, yeah, it is a really good approval rate. Like, I just don't get it. Like, you know, you can't please everyone. And, you know... I, I mean, I'm not going to call anyone out, but there was some discussion of like a different Fraser podcast on on Fraser Banquet the other day, um, and I commented just saying, "Great podcast, you know, I love the work they do. No stupid self promotion of this one because that's not what that's about. I, I have listened to their podcast and I like it, and they were doing it before we were." End of discussion. And you know, someone just said that they'd listened to a few episodes of ours and they found it a bit boring. That's completely within their right. You know, that's absolutely fine. Um, I didn't obviously comment or react to that. That would have been really weird. Well, um, little did you know that I'm standing here with sparklers, <laughs> pom-poms, like jazzing it up a bit. Um, but, you know, like, admittedly, 
we have gotten a lot better, I think, than our first three episodes. Um, yeah, I, that's I mean, the I would... problem with this, like people starting out from the beginning aren't going to get the full picture. But you know. yeah, it's it's a bit like um, watching a pilot of a TV show. The pilot is very different to what it is in a season's Big time. time. You know, we have our format um, now, which doesn't change any yeah, every and week. I, and... I think that's even more so with with um, podcasts because mm. generally speaking, you're coming into it with never having done a podcast before. Oh yeah. Um, not having half the time, like we didn't have the proper equipment. Um, you know, so I, I would say to anyone, if you if you think you might like a podcast, just um, dive into the middle of it. Yeah, watch yeah. watch one probably a couple of seasons in. If you like it, go back to the start because I like to watch things in order and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I would definitely say get a feel for whether you like it and go back to the start first. I'd be curious to know how many people listen to this podcast in the way I listen to rewatch podcasts. So, for example, the Simpsons one that we like, Four Finger Discount, I will often just pick an episode based on the fact I like that episode in real life. So I just think, you know, I see a season four episode I like, you know, Homer goes to college or whatever, that might be season five. I'll just I'll just click that one on um, and just listen to it like randomly. I'd be interested to know how many people do that with ours and eventually when we have a backlog. Um, because obviously a lot of people are listening in order but there might be people like me who just think oh i love my coffee with niles i'm going to listen to that episode um you know i i have for me i listen in order and then once i've listened to all of them I cherry, then, I, I cherry pick but then at some stage i'd probably go back to the start and listen from the start again mm-hmm. and then while i'm doing a run through i can't cherry pick mm-hmm. i can only cherry pick in between run throughs basically yeah do you ever re-listen to our episodes or uh, not really. No. I, I, sometimes <laughs> I'll throw one on late at night to help me sleep. <laughs> um, if there's sometimes if we had a very funny bit that really makes me laugh, I might go back and just listen to it and see how it sounded from another perspective. Oh my god! I think it was was it Seat of Power, which was the one I was on about going to the bathroom downstairs. Oh that's, god! And I cli- that's the moment I remember laughing the most on this podcast. I yeah. died then. I was crying. Um, and I always listen. I listen to our end of season recaps because they tend to be my favourite. I love those apps, man. Um, but generally speaking, I find it a bit strange when people come in and go, "Oh, what are you listening to?" Myself. Yeah, me, me, and, <laughs> me and one of my that, oldest friends talking that, to one another. <laughs> that voice I've got in my head. That listen to that. <laughs> Um, Frazier, Niles, and Martin are in a car together now because they've gone to spy on Manu. You know, inexplicably, they know where his kiosk oh, is. Well, well, you're missing a great bit here. Am I? Well, he's, he's um, his play when he was a kid. He was in high school. He got standing ovations every night. Um, oh, I didn't remember this. Tell us, tell us. You know, when um, yeah, basically, so Frazier's moping in the apartment because you know I just don't like him. Um, and Martin says. And, you know, you've always been like this. You've got to have everyone love you. Okay, what about that time you were in high school and you did that play and you got a standing ovation? All your friends loved it. Um, and then you got one bad review and you sulked for days. Mm. And, and it turns out it was Niles's review of, um, what is it? Frazier Crane's gyrating hips made this review uh, um, in Bye Bye Birdie, made this reviewer say Bye Bye Breakfast. <laughs> that is so good, man. And so I'm just imagining them as like young Niles and Frazier as well, like in writing that. That that review apparently was a mashup. Uh, was it a mash note compared to my first draft, which is much harsher. Honestly, that is, that's an incredible bit, to be honest. I love and, that. Niles' critic is just top. It really it reminds me as well. What, what did that scene in particular really reminded me of? is obviously <clears throat> British listeners will probably know who I'm on about. Non-British may not. Um, obviously, one of the, arguably the biggest double act ever in British history, comedic history, was Morecambe and Wise, mm-hmm. to the stage where um, and there was a time that Christmas Day, everyone just sat down and watched a Morecambe and Wise Christmas special. Every, literally everyone in the country. Yeah. Um, but when they first started out, 
um, they went down to, because obviously they were both Northerners. Uh, they did it with the BBC. They did a show and they didn't have writing control and they sort of ceded that over to the BBC, I think. Um, and it did not go down well at all. And one of the reviews was, um, what's the definition of a television? The box they buried Morkman Wise in last night. Oh my god! And um, I think um, I think Eric Morkham actually he, he he got he cut that out of the paper and he kept it in his wallet to the day he died. That review, really. Um, but it really reminded me of that because you think like they were huge, absolutely massive in this country, um, probably as big as you can be in terms of like a comedic duo, and mm. and yet they he still focused on that bad review right from the start and things like that and God. used that as an inspiration. It's a ballsy move to keep it in your wallet. Um, it is. Maybe I, I thought... should cut out that iTunes review and keep it in mind. <laughs> Why you got um, more relevancy? What does this mean? I, I, is this I, a hieroglyphic? I have to remind myself every so often I need to be more relevant. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, they're in the car now, inexplicably have located Manu's kiosk. It's just so, rare in its own right to see them in the car together. I always really like this. Yeah. Also, I just want to say, I love the, the fact that this guy who wanted more relevancy has now himself become a tangent. He it's has. The, it's a beautiful irony of it. He's gotten exactly what he feared the most, <laughs> um, which is, is lovely. Um, um, but yeah, I, I, I completely agree. I really like, I say, I like the scenes in the car and I always like him most when Niles in, in the backseat. I don't know yeah, why. Yeah, I like that. He's, he's such a backseat guy, let's be honest. He is, like, man. I just, I'm just thinking of the woman's water breaking, like my moccasins. <laughs> <laughs> what, what I find strange, though, is um, a couple of things. One, when Martin gets out of the car, he goes, oh, it's raining. Did he not notice it was raining before? Yeah, I don't or- I don't know that, actually. Are they maybe parked under an awning? Or, mm. I don't know. Um, I don't but- know. Yeah, I really like it. Also, the other bit I didn't get was um, when they're talking again in the car about Bye Bye Birdie. Or is it in the car? Maybe we, actually, maybe this bit slightly before the car is um, apparently Fraser Niles also wrote the headline Crane's Birdie Lays an Egg. Wow. That's yeah, I think that, that as... must be before they're in the car, I think. Yeah, that one's not as good as the first one for me. No, Bye Bye Breakfast is fantastic. Bye Bye Breakfast is phenomenal. I'm but... all over that. Um, yeah. So Martin approaches Manu now, and Manu's like, oh my God, he was behind the mirror. I'd be, I'd be mortified to know that I've been breached in my privacy in this way, like that my opinions just weren't kept in any kind of confidentiality. Like, this is nuts. Yeah. Um, I think it's every right to be paid off. And I love um, the fact that, that I love Fraser's backstory just for him. Mm. Listen, you're a businessman from Cleveland. You're depressed. You saw my ad <laughs> on the side of a bus. You thought, is he as intelligent as he looks? <laughs> <laughs> and he's going to go up to a random guy in newsstand and have this chat. So um, good. And the fact that Martin doesn't even play along a little bit, just the fact that he just goes, oh, listen, that's my son over there. Can we just... I, I, love, <laughs> I, I um, love that Fraser thinks he's dogging the backstory and he's just, I, forget it. I absolutely love Manu in this, in this bit. I just everything about him just he, he you know when he's like oh I, but i do like him i do <laughs> i do like him i do like it oh. my favorite lie one of my favorite lies of the whole show what the hell is a fanny pack <laughs> <laughs> this is a dope pack <laughs> absolutely I, amazing i love when he drops the coffee on him he's just like i am a sticky mess i'm a sticky mess <laughs> Um, I know I love you so much. I hope. I hope. I mean, we're just doing an impression of Manu's accent here because I'm fairly certain Tony Shalab speaks of a normal American accent. Yeah, I think is he from Wisconsin? I think because yeah, I feel so, like we discussed like, this before. I hope people. I hope people know that our accent is done in jest, and we're just we're just satirizing Manu's. We are not trying to uh, stereotype in any way. Yeah, I'm a little worried that we're going to offend people. <laughs> when 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 we, no, it's fine. Um, it's fine. But um. 
I mean, I, I love these kiosks generally. I think they've got like a really rich history. I love seeing this kiosk in cities. There's a book of like kiosk photography I've seen once I nearly bought. And yeah, there's a couple of documentaries out there about them. They're just really cool and cozy. And, you know, I like the, I like the idea of running one, you know. I, I feel, and this might be, I mean, never actually bought anything from a kiosk in any way. I don't think I have actually. Um, I always feel they're probably really expensive. I think they are, because they're a bit I of a feel, tourist convenience, aren't they? Yeah, I feel like they're very overpriced. Mm. Um, I, I think in, in tourist traps, they will be. But I hope to think like Manu's or something. It's probably just like a little oh, pop Manu. You can sell Manu rinsing people for every penny <laughs> he can get. He drives <laughs> a hard bargain in his chaos. Um, um, Niles, uh, by the way, Niles saying he locks his doors often in dodgy areas. Is this something yeah. you are wont to do when in the car with someone? Or Yes. Oh, I, do um, this. I have a button got, the press that locks them like instantly, and I do this a lot. You've got to pick your moment though, because if they're too close to you and they know that you're locking your car, they'll just be because... like, "What the hell are you doing?" I, <laughs> Honestly, I, I like to combine mine with a really loud cough. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, no. don't really. I had a horrible moment. Like in Birmingham, sometimes you get people obviously sort of look asking for change, and in, when you stop at a red light now you get people sort of walking past the car oh, it's not sometimes it's very frequent yeah and i i sort of accidentally made con- eye contact with one of them the other day you're accidentally and- sound like medusa always <laughs> no, if you make eye contact that's sort of a gesture of yeah i'm willing to give you change but i didn't mm. have any change no, so i don't carry I just, change <laughs> i just had to keep them looking forward and they were literally standing looking through the window and i was just looking forward like, like mm. i don't know what to do i don't have any change i don't like change you know you don't, I don't carry it just, around we're, we're a cashless society now i don't we are and that is obviously to the detriment of a great many people um i've got mixed feelings about that but yeah Yeah. i'm I'm with you you know i'd have been the same in that position it's just it's just an awkward one um so i've put fraser getting so obsessed here this is where the episode loses it this is where he goes i think to speak to manu yeah um i think we're just talking to a businessman from cleveland (laughs) (laughs) that is so good um but yeah fraser Frasier just goes crazy, man. Like running the kiosk and just you know, him not putting the fire out. Okay, okay that is absolutely insane behavior. Okay, it is a little bit. Um, it's freaking strange, but, as but that. how how good is Manu on the other side of it? Like, um, I like your show. Um, oh no, no, I like your show, and I like you. I like that man was my father. I like your father. He's a nice guy. I like your father. It's just you know, oh. Manu, Manu is like me. If I was called out for leaving a bad review somewhere, you know, I'd be yeah. like, I can't stand by my own words. <laughs> yeah, if I if, if I wrote an honest but slightly negative review and someone called me out for it, I would delete my review. And I'd give them five stars. I love this show. It's amazing. It's fantastic. I I just, yeah. Just a little bit of criticism. Can't take it, mate. But... Uh, I know. But he just goes crazy. He just, just goes crazy. Um, I just love him so much, though. He's just, oh. Man, I put, oh, I put hey, I wonder what the rent on a kiosk like that is. That Because that is that really Manu's livelihood? Like, I, I don't know. I, I doubt it. I would I mean, I mean surely, you know, in this kiosks, you normally rent them. I don't know if he's like maybe a family owned one, but I don't know how it works. Um, I can't imagine they're super expensive. It's probably got a lot of rent fees to stay on the on the street to councils or whatever. But yeah, I just, I don't, I'm not sure I buy that it's is a lot. I don't know. Don't this know. is going to be complete naivety on my part. Can you pack up a kiosk and move it? Or is it fixed? Thing? I think they're normally. Like his looks like, but well, they're like kind of shipment containers, aren't they? So I imagine if you wanted to move one, you could. But then uh, part of me thinks they might cement them in. I, I don't know. There, there, there's, a, there's an air of impermanence about them. 
Oh, that's a good line. Thank air you. of impermanence. It's a bit, it's a bit um, of air impermanence about me and you, real loose, <laughs> aren't we? Um, but yeah, so I don't know. Um, I don't know what the deal is, but I'm just a big fan of these kiosks. Part of me wants to just like anonymously slip away into the night and open one and just work it for the rest of my life and write at night. That's what that's my job. In the day, I'm a kiosk worker. At night, I write the great American novel. Interestingly, um, mm. the, the, the newsstand was a gift to Manu from his beloved uncle. Oh, he does say that, I think, actually. Yeah. So if it was a so. gift, that suggests it was paid for. Hmm. Um, See, so maybe it is his livelihood. I mean, it's it's it's, it's his profession. So, um, but I love Manu so Surely much. they have insurance. I don't know. I would hope so. Hmm. You, but, would. Um, you would really hope but, so. Yeah, I mean... I mean, in fairness to Frazier, dropping the coffee on him is a mistake. That's an mm. accident. Yeah. Um, okay, you probably shouldn't be trying to keep pulling the shutters up and down, but, you know, that's one of those things. That is one of those things. Um, he probably should have done more with the fire. Um, seeing, oh, fire, run away, is probably, <laughs> I feel he could have done a little bit more. Um, but I think this is believable for Frazier. I think he's quite a neurotic guy. Um, mm. At no stage in this do I think he's acting out of character. This is, for me, this is fairly typical Frasier. It's just him pushed to 11, yeah. um, you know, but it is expected from him. It's just quite alarming in how it quickly snowballs in a set. I would be kind of interested to hear how many people have watched Frasier as a show and their take on the show is the same as Manu's Manu. of, of, you know, the Frasier Crane show in the sense of how many people have watched the actual TV show Frasier. Like, I don't like Frasier. Mm. Uh, the others are fine. I just don't like him. He annoys me. Um, I mean, I've, pants. I've Charlotte's seen a couple of episodes of this, but I've shown her a few. Like when when she's round, um, we just kind of chuck it on, have a nice cup of tea. It's nice, it's nice watching. <laughs> she she likes the show, but she doesn't like Frasier a fat lot. And I mean, she hasn't seen him from the start. I've just cherry picked episodes, so she's seen Ski Large Ham Radio, um, uh, the Perfect Guy, those kind of episodes. Um, I get it. Like, I, I think from what she's seen of him, he comes across as a little bit sexist, a little bit yeah. pompous. Um, and you know, it's it's tough for me because I love Frasier and I know that he contains multitudes and he's not just a neurotic freak from this episode. Um, but, you know, I, I think Charlotte is very much with Manu here. Yeah. And I'll be honest, Frasier is probably one of my least favorite characters in Frasier. Mm. I would put Niles, Martin and Ros ahead of him. Really? Uh, if I'm honest, yeah. Wow. See, I'm I'm Frasier's my favorite character in the show. Like I don't know why people ever we do polls on Frasier fan club all the time and that Niles wins all of them. Yeah. Like, you know, I, amazing. I love Niles, but I kind of get a little bit annoyed. The show is called <gasps> Frasier. Yes, but Niles is the main the, man. The show would be nothing without him, man. Like Frasier is so necessary to make Niles funny by contrast. Um you know, yeah, but because he's like the pompous, crazy version of Frasier. Listen, um, like, it's like that meatball, right? Frasier is the meat, he's the meatball, mm. but Niles is that cheese that's been injected right into the middle. Oh, <laughs> this processed crap. I don't know about that. <laughs> Martin loved it, mate. I had some plant based meatballs at the weekend, actually. No, oh, yeah, meat was free. It? Yeah, not bad, not bad at all. I'm always very, I would. I eat a lot of meat and I'd like to become more vegetarian. Same, and, and I'm really making the effort these days. And it's, but the, it's, the only yeah. thing is, I look at like the plant-based burgers and stuff, because I generally want something I can make fairly quick and easy. They're really quick. 
Yeah, but they're quite expensive. Oh no, they are. They that's are. The, that's that, my that, problem. Is that's I'm, the I'm big issue. Going, I can't really justify on the food shop bill. Um, paying this much for a burger. Yeah. I just like I, I, you know, I could say you know you were gluten free or something, which I'm not. But um, you know, a gluten free loaf of bread, it's like five times the price of a normal loaf of bread. Yeah. And let me tell you, the bread ain't nice. Um, yeah. You know. If you've got to eat it because your immune system will kill you if you don't, fair play. I think you're going to pay, but it's just, yeah, one of those. Um, I was just my last bullet point for this episode, Key. I've just put Frasier leaving without apologizing or anything is capitals, terrible. The episode ends on such a sour note. I hate it. <laughs> um, I don't hate the episode. I despise this ending. Wait, wait, wait. What about the end credits scene? Because that's even worse for me. That's what's creepy. the end credit scene again? Um, Roz is hooking up with that guy who was like, I've noticed it too. And Bulldog is watching them behind the two way mirror, dude. Yeah, man, that's a yeah. lot. That's a lot. Yeah, that's um, creepy. Really, I, creepy. Thought, I thought I'd miss an end credit scene where he goes back and chucks a $500 bill or something on at the kiosk. That would have been nice. I feel like he should it have wouldn't have covered half of the stuff that he's done, but you know, it would have been, you know. would have been, but give yeah, him I just, give me his Lichtenstein that Eddie's licks. <laughs> he sells that bad boy on and he's got you know a new livelihood but i just think this ends on a really sour note um just fraser just loses it and like we're expect to pick up on the next episode as if we left off and he hasn't just burnt down a man's kiosk without paying him or saying sorry or whatever we don't know he might have paid him he might have paid him it, i off, can't off, take off the implication seat. there i need to see him do it i just you know <laughs> i need to see that um is this episode in your top 10k well this is going to shock a lot of people <laughs> Okay, it's not in my top 10, mm-hmm. but I'm going to really, like, I don't get the hate for this episode at all. I really like this episode. It's a really good episode. And I'd, if I was trying to convince Shan to watch an episode of Frasier, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be adverse to putting this one on to persuade her. I think it's fun. I think the Niles bits are, um, he has some great one-liners, particularly between him and Frasier in the back and forth about the review. Um, I love Manu. Every single line of Manu's makes me laugh. I just everything about him, he's so funny. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a sticky mess. What the hell is a tote bag? Uh, sorry, what the hell is a fanny pack? Oh, what a line! What a line! And just he's just he's such a nice guy. I really love Manu, and I love like Marty when Martin. I basically when, whenever anyone interacts with Manu, it's great. And including when Martin's like, yeah, that's my son. Uh, he's not going to bother with the cover I star. believe he was talking to a businessman from Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's really, honestly, it's, it, for me, I find it's a really funny episode. And um, I can put to one side the fact that we've seen a man's livelihood absolutely destroyed in front of us. Um, I do find the episode really funny. Like, that, you know, Frasier and Matt Manu is fantastic. Um, it is just Frasier's insane behaviour that, that sours us all for me. Um, but... I don't know. It's not in your top ten, though. Okay, it's it's not. But I'm very fond of it. I think it would actually probably. I, I I've not. I'm not. I'm not like you. And I've not done a definitive. I've never ranked every episode of Frasier. Yeah. But um, I feel this would rank a lot, lot higher for me than it would most other people. Probably. I have a feeling it would as well. It's obviously not in my top ten. Um, would I go as far to say it's in my bottom ten? Actually, looking at how many episodes there are in the later seasons, they're a little bit dry or you know, not quite hitting the mark. I'm thinking of like, uh, what's it called? Oh my god, the one with a couple of episodes with Lorna Lana in. Um, oh, yeah, some assembly required. Yeah, um, some episodes like that, they would probably actually be lower than than, than focus groups. So, oh. yeah, I wouldn't go I, that I'm, extreme. I'm gonna be honest, I don't think this will be in my bottom section for season three. 
Interesting. I couldn't say um, for certain whether it will be in mine. I know I've spoken quite harshly about it. And, and there but... is one episode in this se- in this season which is far, far worse than this. Oh, let me get Casey up and see which one I think <laughs> you mean. Um, oh, The Friend. The Friend is the mu- friend. much, much, much worse than this. Much yeah, I, I, I agree. I do agree. Um, yeah. So I, I'm really looking forward to the end of season. I love that. I love that. Um I mean, I, I think I think was the idea originally that was the episode we did live. That was the original idea. Yeah, we were going to do the. Have the I recap. completely just got my wires crossed? Then and we've been running with a different vibe. I mean, you 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 decided to go with the last episode of the season. I just sort of went, let you go along with it. But the, oh, the I original mean, plan was the recap episode was live. Yeah, and then I, mm. I just go. I didn't know if that would work better because then we could invite people to be like, oh, so what's your favorite episode? And we could have a bit more maybe interaction or something like that because. Um, there's more of a natural like ebb and flow of people maybe can react to our or you put this in the bottom section. Yeah, I like that. Um, um, people listening, please. I mean, if I haven't already put something on Twitter and Facebook by the time you hear this, let us know what you prefer. Would you prefer the last episode review to be live or our end of season recap, our little kind of we're in Cafe Nervosa ranking the episodes, talking about highs and lows of the season um, and obviously ranking everything. Um, let us know if you prefer that to be live um because i think with a review episode we will dominate until the end when we have listener mail and we can call on people and we'll have a live trivia corner which would be cool um and that's something i do want to keep so i'm just thinking if we do the live finale episode the end of season recap maybe we could think about some kind of um trivia corner we could still work into it what do you think (laughs) that sounds hard (laughs) trivia across the season we could do that. Um, okay, but in that case, if you're asking me for a license plate number from 12 episodes ago, <laughs> I can guarantee I'm not even getting two digits. It's we could happen. we could always like not have a trivia corner for you can go home again, and then we can do that in the finale. Um, that's an option. Yeah. That's an option. So just let us know what you think would work. Um, yeah. And we'll, we'll, we'll take be, be our focus group. How can we improve? Yes. Be our, don't be a Gary. Okay. We don't, you know, be, be, be <laughs> manic. Be a Gary. Um, who have you gone for actor pick, you? Oh, listen, I'm, this is the episode I'm really... Um, I want to change the rules so I can have Manu because he yeah. dominated this episode. Like He's phenomenally good. He's I just really good. love him so, so much. Um, because of the rules that we made that I'm now regretting, I can't go with, with Manu. Um, right, you cannot. Oh, which one would I go with? Oh, I really put my mic off, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think I'm going to say... Okay, I'm going to have to talk through it. Okay, so one, it's not Daphne. Um, no surprises. It's not uh, It's not Gary. It's not Roz. Roz doesn't do enough for me in this episode. Not Gary. Um, okay, so Niles, Martin and Frasier. Okay, so pros. Niles, weirdly enough, now I'm thinking about it, I think most of the funny lines with Niles, they're, 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 when Niles is in the scene... But they're not usually him delivering the line. It's someone else delivering it to him. Mm. Like the bye bye birdie is delivered by um by Frasier. Um, the bit with uh, like when they're in the car and he's like, We need to lock the doors. And yeah, Martin goes, Yeah, well, who's it gonna be? Is it gonna be that guy in his lunch or those girls playing in that puddle? Um, <laughs> I so again, it's not him delivering the line. So for that reason, and also I'm not a huge fan of the fight with Daphne, I find it a little bit weird. Um, so I'm going to take Niles out. So it's between Frasier and Martin. Frasier has that funny line about the puddle. I like the whole bit that he sort of 
in a way moderates the fight between Daphne and Niles a little bit. He's like, wow, I'm glad we turned off the TV. Um, nice line. Um, I do kind of like his little bit about Vegas at the start. I don't know, just something about it. Just there's life in the old man, you know what I mean? Sort of mm. like reliving his younger days. I kind of like that. Um, but the funniest line, my problem is, right, is the funniest lines in this episode all come from Frasier for me. Well, other than Manu. Uh, the funniest lines come from Frazier. I like his neurotic approach. I just don't like him at the end, and it feels a bit wrong to pick him as best actor pick, given that mm-hmm. he destroys a man's livelihood. Yeah. But you know what? I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to say Frazier for best actor pick. Jonas loving the controversy. <laughs> this is very good. Um, no, but I think that's a very good justification. Who do you think I've gone with? Oh, I don't think it's Frazier, because you don't. I think he's annoyed you. Mm. Um, I think Martin. Gone with Niles. Wow! I just think his 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 repartee with Daphne is is was a, had a real impact on me rewatching this episode. I'd forgotten this was the B plot, um, and I just got a lot out of it. And I like the fact that he goes along with them to the kiosk. He doesn't need to be there, but it, it makes it just it's nice to have him in the car and making those comments about locking the doors and. Yeah, there's just the way he's just like, you know, we wouldn't want that, would we? And just the way he's kind of, there's a, there's a manic energy to the way he's bouncing around the apartment, kind of looking for conflict. And I just think it's a side of him we don't see that often. But he can go crazy when he wants to. And I just think this is a nice little indication of that. So that's who I've gone with. Um, Kennedy Burling, okay, I'm on the ground. Yes. What does he make of the focus group? And does he like engaging in arguments? I put engaging in arguments with women. Uh, oh, because of Niles, because of Niles, that's why I asked. Does he like engaging in, you know, saucy repartee with women? I, I can tell you now, I don't think anyone argues back at Kennedy. He just really? do, he just do, you do what he tells you. Okay? Oh, he's a bit of a misogynist, isn't he? <laughs> I mean, a little bit. But... A little bit. I mean, that's, I think that's a given at this point. <laughs> His views do not reflect our own listeners. I mean, let's be clear, if there's a real Kennedy burning, he's in prison by now or something. <laughs> he's, he's not a good man, people. Or in the um, Cayman Islands or something, laying yeah. very low. <laughs> Ooh, I shouldn't have told him about that client's illegal account. I shouldn't oh, have told him he was a client. I shouldn't have told him he had an account. It's too I hot certainly today. shouldn't have said it was illegal. <laughs> oh, it's too hot today. It's too hot today. <laughs> Thank you, Gay. No further explanations needed. All that remains is to play who's crazy anyway before what listener mail. Who says, I'll stop now? Oh, I'll stop now. I'll stop now. Oh, okay. Stop now. My first thought is that it could be. Um... Sorry, I, I've got all stop now. I'm looking for it on KCL. Yeah. And I can't find it. <laughs> okay. Um, I was going to go with either um, Fraser saying that I'll stop now um, regarding he's going to stop being neurotic and then move on and then it immediately later pips back into it. Or it was going to be Niall saying, oh, I'll stop now with the guy and fight to Daphne. And then again, immediately pivots back. I assume that was a joke. But um, evidently, it's neither of them because trick question. Okay, I'm going to give you a new one. Who says fine, I guess? <laughs> fine, I guess. Fine, I guess. Um, again, I feel like I'm in the same boat. Right? It's going to be someone like... Can you stop doing that? Can you stop being neurotic or can you stop fighting with Daphne? Fine, I guess. Um, my instinct is that it's Frasier. I'm going to say, I'm going to say Frasier, and it's going to be like, oh, stop. Can you stop going on at the focus group or stop being neurotic? Oh, fine, I guess. 
but why wouldn't he like me? Like something like that. So I'm going to say Frasier in that sort of context. Spot on is Frasier. Martin says, how is the focus group? And he just says, fine, I guess, when he gets back to the apartment. So wow. very, very nicely deduced there, Kate. Shall we jump over to listen now this way? Yes. Can you um, send, send you the, the link? link? Of course. Raz, who's our next caller? So we heard from quite a few of you this week. Um, we might have to abridge some of these comments. Um, we'll try and squeeze you all in. Um, for some reason, the runtime for this ep is, is going to go over normal, which is, is no big deal. Uh, Mrs. Guzman Crane puts greetings. I absolutely love your podcast. I've been listening for months now, but I'm only just joining Reddit to participate. I've been thoroughly impressed with your knowledge and insights, and I'm so pleased to have found your show. Without further ado, here are my question contributions this week, should you see fit to use them. I apologize that we didn't use them. It's because they were for an episode we'd already recorded. Um, if you do want to write some more trivia for us, though, Mrs. Guzman Crane, please respond to either Mischief Knight or Cam Winston on the same place you posted this comment, and they will add you to their little trivia group, and you can write in each week. Um, but yeah, lovely to hear from you. Thank you. Uh, so next up, we've got Miss Worcester22, who says, Will, I'm totally on your side. Why would anyone soak their beautiful, hot, fluffy on the inside, crispy on the outside, chippy chips in vinegar? Yeah, we've got, boy. we've got a local chippy that is so good. Every night there are queues out the door. Also, who the hell calls it Weathers? It's obviously Spoons. Arica bastards. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, where there's smoke, there's fired. It's definitely one of BB's best episodes. So glad you chose her for best actor pick. Also excited to hear about the final episode of the season being on a, a live Zoom call. No need to be nervous. We're all friends here. Just be yourselves and you can't possibly fail. Don't worry, Miss West, Worcester 22. There's no fear here. No fear here. Um, um, yours, what a lovely little comment. Lovely yeah. little Really nice. Um, Crabber88 put, Hey, Will and Key, finally caught up with the podcast. Really enjoy what you guys are doing. As the great holiday host Kelly Kirkland would say, that's good banter. I can't wait to hear your review of my all-time favorite episode, and I hope it is high on your list. Have a great week and happy podcasting. I love when people say that because I am really intrigued. I don't want them to tell me what the episode is, but I love I love the tease. I See, love I, hearing people's favorite episodes. I, I want, if anyone, anyone listening to this has the focus group either in their top 10 or as their all-time favorite episode, please get in touch because <laughs> I love it. I will love it so much. If anyone's outright favorite episode is the same as mine, like... I need to kind of, there needs to be some kind of special thing we do where I invite them to kind of a special group or a little <laughs> Facebook chat or something uh, because I, it's it's an unorthodox or, or, or one. Um, so that was tough to say. Um, take it away, okay, MK next. Uh, next up, yeah, we've got MK. You guys did such a good job with this podcast. I'd syndicate you. Nah. Um, the Pillow Man is incredible. A lot of Martin Madonna's work is in the same vein, specifically the very outrageous play, The Lieutenant of Inishmore. Um, this is also the screenwriter for the movie In Bruges, so definitely a theme of shocking events happening in his work. Yeah, I would just reiterate that. I don't know if you've read The Pillow Man yet, Will. I have. Uh, what do um, you think of it? I really enjoyed it. Um, probably, I don't know, I was expecting to really like it, and I ended up giving it like three stars, which makes wow. makes it sound like I didn't love it. I did really enjoy it. Um, I just think, I don't know, there were some bits I would have done differently and handled differently and stuff, but yeah. I liked the idea. The concept was really good. Um, I'd really love to see it on stage. It was a play I always wanted to put on and looked into doing it and just yeah. finances weren't there. But um, I love—I just loved some of the stories. Like, I can't remember what the, the, the Jesus I, girl or something. Yeah, I loved the one with the Pied Piper. Yeah. Uh, um, that's such what, a good one. What happens in that story? What happens that's that the one uh, where this, this kid helps. toes off. Yeah, we help, this kid helps out this guy who turns out to be the Pied Piper of Hamlin and the guy repays him by chopping off his feet and leaving him to bleed. 
Um, and then it turns out that a few weeks later, obviously, he comes and he chants all the children away. But the kids who had his feet cut off couldn't follow and therefore lived. Yeah, um, man. So, yeah, I just, oh, so And dark, the, I like the, but... the cryptic one at the beginning where like there's like the three people in the cages, but like the one person that you don't know what he's in there for, but people are like spitting on him and stuff and they let the others out and you just don't know what, what has he done that's that bad. Yeah. Um, like, I love that mystery. Um, I do know stuff. some people say that they listen to this with their kids and I feel like maybe we should have put a warning I might put a proviso at the beginning of this episode just saying there's a bit more explicit language and dark content in this one yeah. um, but as he said um, uh, sorry back to MK vinegar in general and salt and vinegar chips are a major thing in the US uh, there's a famous east coast french fry stand called Thrashers mm. and, oh that's a good name and all they sell are fries um, they also um, they only have salt and malt vinegar as condiments um, as they feel free to, they feel to use ketchup is an insult to their fine crafted fries. They're rather tasty, though. Mm. Um, trivia and fun bits for the focus group. Um, there's a callback, obviously, to the timber mill. Nice uh, from dinner at eight. And Fraser supplies Niles with the card of an art restorer that he trusts. This could be Mr. Slovakin, um, the art restorer Daphne and Roz um, must use to fix the Mike Shaw painting in season ten, episode fourteen. Daphne does dinner. Uh, Daphne does say we're very good customers. Mm. Excellent bit of like. I like the way MK's mind works. He cares about the trivia people. (laughs) Um, Emmanuel Seller writes, such a fantastic episode on both counts. The dynamic and chemistry between you guys was at its peak. It really makes us all feel like sitting at the table with you. Helps that this episode is also great. Vinegar, not a fan of it on its own, but oddly, I'm obsessed with pickled onions, which essentially are just onions and vinegar. Will, you're not the only one who loves rain. As I write this and listen to the podcast, I'm sitting in my balcony watching it pour down around me. And I agree, despite having never smoked cigarettes, the BB monologue makes me want to run for a pack every single time that is so a listening habit i can get behind i'm jealous <laughs> just reading that uh, next up we've got cam winston who says howdy lads firstly how proud of you are, are how proud are you of the english football team i am and although a heartbreaking result against the italians stand tall you three lions as what a tournament you had and to lose on penalties is nothing to be ashamed of um i'll just say that uh, that first 30 to 40 40 minutes or so that in, in that game that is the best I've ever seen England play for the first mm. half an hour was just phenomenal like we just looked so solid so compact I, I, I thought the Italians could have played for weeks on end and never come even look like scoring and then mm-hmm. unfortunately we you know I think we sat probably a little bit too deep invited a bit too much pressure but you know it's it's still it's progress I suppose you know the, the wounds have started to heal a little bit um ready for fresh wounds to be opened up um, <laughs> but um yeah progress so well well done honestly well done to the lads they, um, they should be very proud of getting to the final for the first time since 66 mm. um anyway other stuff um you mentioned about my height and how i like to sit when well, i have a leather recliner which is aptly named the fraser crane chair which has an ottoman i regularly u- i use this regularly as being 196 centimeters tall how tall is that? I don't uh like six and a half, six six. Wow. I think That's... he's a t- he's a tall guy. Tall guy. Um it allows me to stretch out. I do have a like to cross my legs, as this is comfortable too. I like to cross my legs when I'm sitting. I rarely sit without crossing my legs. I'm in agreement with you on there, Cameron. Um vinegar on chips. Next question. Mm, um, not a vinegar fan. Not a fan. Um, the Sounds focus group good. for me is a weak episode. Come on, people. Um, <laughs> I find it tends to drag on too long and could easily have been an episode B plot. I find it has the feel of a filler episode, but there are some funny moments in it. 
Um, namely when Frazier burns down a newsstand and Marge says, uh-huh. 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 <laughs> like, i got, got to be said, we, I don't think we did enough credit to that. In this, I do love like Nas's little running commentary of what's happening. Oh, we appears to have crushed a man's hand. Oh, we set fire to it. <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> love it. Thank you so much, Cammy. Yeah, lovely stuff. Um, regular, but speaking of vinegar, I splurged on buying some 12-year-old balsamic vinegar. Regular regular vinegar is quite sharp. This age one was really smooth. You know, numerous times I've bought back to our original, I thought back to our original Quizmaster coffee with Niles. Hope he's doing all right. As do we. We don't yeah. know. We don't know where he is, but I don't think he listens anymore. But we I, love you, Coffee. I, I like to think that he's the guy who said, um, "Not as it more relevant." So <laughs> he, he really turned on us. <laughs> focus group. Whilst the episode title centered around the focus group for Fraser's radio show, my focus was on Nars's hilarious attempts to roll Daphne up. I distinctively remember taking a sharp intake of breath after Nars's rant about talk shows and this immense sense of dread when he called Daphne an idiot. I felt bad for the guy in the end. Fraser's lack of sympathy didn't sit well with me i completely agree i feel by the guy she means manu um completely agree on a side note watch the part where daphne says condescending i think she's folding clothes for barely a second you can see her look at the camera um i didn't didn't notice that but thank you reckless thank you very much yeah uh next we got i'll go google group um honestly i think one of my proudest things about this this podcast is how Good, we've become at saying that. It's just natural now. <laughs> it's just natural. Um, hey, guys. Thanks for the wonderful recap, as always. Um, this also is my favourite BB episode. I wouldn't be surprised if BB's brilliant smoking speech were to be cut out of some of the broadcasts for fear of promoting smoking or at least get the episode a higher age slash parental advisory. That's actually a really good point. I'd be really interested to know that. if if Do you recall anyone across the world having watched this and not having and seeing BB's speech get cut out because I think that's a really interesting point actually I do know there are some shows I think there's some episodes of The Simpsons where like Bart has like a cigarette in his mouth or something like that for instance the episode where um he um he works for Fat Tony and he's, mm. he wears a suit I think there's a there's a bit where he um he has a cigarette in the ma- his mouth and the guy says hey kid you look look go with that cigarette kind of distinguished um, I think that's cut out in some countries to prevent, really? like uh, encouraging kids to smoke. Um, so it'd be really, that's a really interesting point. Actually, I'd really like to know if anyone has seen this episode and, and has noticed it being cut out. Um, they go and say, uh, for me, uh, generally speaking, the quality of BB's episodes um, throughout the whole series somewhat mirrors the quality of the seasons on a whole with my favourites in terms of BB scenes and not necessarily the episode on the whole being in the earlier seasons. I also particularly like Rosie's turn in season four with things becoming less memorable after Morning Becomes Entertainment in Season 7. What might make for an interesting episode would be where B.B. Glazer meets B.B. Neweth, i.e. Lilith, even if that would mean stealing some of the spotlight away from the regular cast. I would love to see that, actually, because B.B. and Lilith, I feel that they dominate the screen whenever the two of them are there, when either of them are there. So it'd be really interesting if they're in the same room, who would, mm. who would dominate, how would the back and forth go? Yeah, absolutely. Great comment there. Um, Casquatch puts, Hello, newish listener, first-time writer. I've been working on getting caught up, and while I'm not quite there yet, I couldn't help but listen to the new episodes as they released. When there's smoke, there's fires in my top ten. I can't get enough of Harriet Harris. And the ending with Frasier talking about BB's little bicep bulging never ceases to make me laugh out loud. The Frasier writers were truly masters at helping you envision something without ever actually showing it. I did want to briefly comment about the piano lessons issue in Slow Tango in South Seattle. I have both my undergraduate and graduate degrees in music therapy 
therapy, and it actually is not unusual to take music lessons throughout your life. By Fraser's age, the lessons would focus less on the actual mechanics of playing the piano, but would focus on artistry, advanced techniques, playing with historical accuracy, and preparation for competitions or auditions. Fraser was a music minor and would have been taking piano lessons in college as well. Particularly with the piano, he could shift focus from classical music to jazz music to popular music or show tunes and have to learn an entirely new style of music requiring weekly lessons. You are never done learning an instrument. That's very, very true. Um, you know, I'm not even... 10% of learning an instrument, but I play, I enjoy it. And it was like, you know, you could play the piano for your whole life and never master it. Like there's always stuff to be, to be played better and in a better way. Um, They've put, thank you so much for this easy listening podcast. I love hearing about the show from a British perspective, and it truly feels like I'm discussing my favorite show with friends up the villa, I guess. Yes. I'll take your word for it as an American who has never watched football a day in her life. Thank you, Casquatch, for your first time comment. That's really interesting. The comment about uh, histo- playing with historical accuracy, I found really interesting. Mm, and like if you're playing does- Chopin, you want to play as if he played it. Yeah, and how how does that change compared to how people play it now? Is there, is yeah, it like times of timing signatures have changed a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, really, really interesting that is. Um, I think last up, I think we've got Cab in the City who says, Will and Key, I haven't been commenting, but still listen. I finished my MBA and got a great position as a quality engineer. Well done. Mm. Um, I've been working crazy hours, 55 to 60 hours a week, so I haven't had much time to post. But I listened to the podcast on my trip to and from work, which is little more than an hour. Uh, the distance in the UK is much more com- in the US is much more common. Um, what we don't actually we don't we actually don't have chippy shops here, which um, I'm sure another USA citizen will tell you. But we do have a lot of burger joints which offer cheeseburgers and their own specific fries. Mm. Also on episode 077, um, I think is that police story, I think. Um, when you discuss doing a 16, a 40 mile an hour zone, uh, that is much more common in the US because we have long stretches of country roads that are 40 or 50, um, 40 or 45 miles an hour speed limit, but no one goes that slow. Although I think it would be much more unlikely in a city like Seattle. Uh, love listening to you guys. P.S. Who is Charlotte? <laughs> what a way to end Trivia Corner. Um, <laughs> She's just a very, very nice human being. That's that's all that's going to be commented on at this point. Um, I was just saying, do they have speed cameras in, in America like they do here? I've just never, I don't think I've ever seen a speed camera in American film or TV, but I'm sure they, surely they must. Um, you know, I don't know. Is that is that anything you've ever heard before? I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't know if they do. I don't know that, like, in terms of cameras generally, we have a lot more cameras than anywhere else in the world. We have a ridiculous amount of, like, CCTV and things like that. Um, so maybe it's the same for speed cameras because we have them everywhere. I feel like I've never seen an American sitcom sort of did a joke that you're getting quite a lot on British sitcoms when you're speeding and they go, it flashed, it flashed. And yeah, there's a whole yeah, panic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so maybe it doesn't quite have, I don't know, maybe it's not quite the same over there, but I would think they have to have something. Hmm, they must do. They must do. Um, but thank you everyone who wrote in this week. Lovely to hear from you all. Um, this episode's you know nearly an hour and a half. It'll probably be chopped down a bit, but I mean some good some good meat here. I, for, I feel like we've really done the focus group credit. For fans um, of tangents, for tangents, <laughs> um, you're gonna love this episode. Uh, or will have loved it because obviously you'll be listening to this at the end. Um next week it will be no not next week um we don't know i don't know if i'll have put an announcement out or when you'll be hearing this but there's going to be a few schedule changes whilst we finish the end of this season because i'm away on holiday we've had to miss a week um because of some work commitments so it's a little bit up in the air but um you know within a few weeks hopefully things will be back up to speed again um we don't know which episode is going to be live yet this is a, a big question we need to solve um we'll figure that out maybe a poll 
on Facebook. Um, that might be a good idea. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see you on the next one. Uh, any any final comments, Key? Anything to add? If this is a tote bag, then what the <laughs> hell is a fanny pack? I knew you were going to say that. Uh, on that note, I've been Will. I've been Key. Uh, thank you very much for listening to We're Listening. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Tossed salads and scrambled eggs. Oh, man. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe. But I got you, pegs. But I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs.